Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic is why companies' share prices keep growing. Disclaimer, ASIC, <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, ASIC. We're not um, talking about all companies. We're, we're not, not talking to, about we're not forever. Im- we're not implying that every single company's share price will continue to grow forever. What we want to talk about is the concept of companies in general. Um, I get asked this quite a bit. I, 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 get, I get asked... Um, when will this company's share price hit the ceiling? And 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 I say, well, there is no ceiling. Yeah. And and you can understand why. Like it's it's an understandable concept. It is an understandable concept. So so what I wanted to go through today is 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 why companies' share prices keep growing, and why they can continue to keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I want to talk about four key themes here. I want to talk about four main things. So. For me, this is not an exhaustive list, but the, the, the four key elements that grow companies' value and share prices are number one, value add. So what I'm talking about there, companies take something, mm-hmm. whether it's a raw material or a service or a product, and they add some value to that and they actually then sell it for a premium. Yeah. So the raw materials that get rounded up into whatever product or widget that yep. we're talking about here, yep. I'll use a real example in a minute. Companies package that up into some sort of value add and they can charge a premium for it. Mm. So they obviously charge more than what it costs to yep. produce. Um, as a result of that, they, 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 they make profits. Mm-hmm. So um, profits is quite simply we bring in $100 million, we uh, have $50 million of expenses, to use a simple example, we have $50 million of profit before taxes. Um, with those profits, companies will retain some of those earnings or profits. Mm-hmm. So, same example, $100 million of revenue by adding value to something. Um, $50 million of expenses, $50 million of profit. Some goes to the ATO, mm-hmm. as we know, in tax. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do with a lot of the remaining part of it is either pay it out as a dividend to a shareholder, which you, you get if you are a shareholder. But what they also do, um, every company, and this is, this is true of all growing companies, every growing company retains some of those profits. Now, what they do with those retained profits is um, a number of things, but essentially it goes back into that company to grow yeah. that to, 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 to grow that business. Um, and then we've got inflation. Yep. So inflation means that, uh, means that what over time that that hundred million dollars worth of worth of revenue each year, mm-hmm. just just through purely things getting more expensive over time, that number will will go up. Yes, and, and, and we see this with property all the time. Yeah. So everyone recounts they bought a ten thousand dollar house back in nineteen sixty five mm. um, and now it's worth five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Well, well well that's inflation. Yeah. 
that's still a three-bedroom house. Yes. And it hasn't turned into a 23-bedroom yep. house. Yeah. What's pushed that up over that period of time is inflation. So, so, so that happens with companies again. So, so there's four things again. Value add. So they take something and add value to it, package mm-hmm. it up and sell it. Number two, profits. They make a profit from that. Number three, from those profits, they retain some of those profits or retain earnings as they're more commonly known and they grow the value of their business. And number four, inflation. So, so again, it's not an exhaustive list here, but I've, yeah. I've grouped it into four main things. Yeah. The example that I'm going to use here is an Australian company that we haven't talked about before and they, they get overlooked a lot of the time. It's a company called CSL. Um, they're in the top 10, they're one of the top 10 largest companies in Australia. Now, uh, on their website, this is from their website taken uh, during March of 2022. Yeah, again, I'll throw another disclaimer in. This is not investment advice to buy no, CSL no, shares. No, 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 no. We have no opinion about this. We, this we just is- want to give people an example of how yeah. this works. So, yeah. CSL on their own website, as of March 2022, say it began with a promise. CSL was formed more than 100 years ago to save lives using the latest technologies. Uh, in the century since, CSL has grown into a global biotechnic, uh, biotechnology leader driven by that same promise to save and improve lives. So we offer the broadest range of quality plasma-derived and recombinant therapies in our industry. Our ability to innovate and deliver life-saving medicines for patients with rare diseases and other unmet medical needs around the world has earned us a reputation for always putting patients first. We are CSL and we are driven by our promise. Now, there's a value add. <laughs> so, how, so how much, that's a good example of one where you say that value add of, I don't know what the raw materials of a vaccine that's produced by CSL is. I'm guessing mm. it's not much, but so, how much are you willing to pay for that vaccine? So people talk about CSL as the blood products company. Yeah. They say they're the blood products company. Now, now they're taking something that we've got going through <laughs> all of us and, and adding a tremendous amount of value to that. Yeah. So they're taking a raw material, yeah. if you like, yeah. um, and adding value to that. From that, they're making a profit because yeah. they have something of value to sell. Yeah. Um, from that, they've retained earnings. They've been going for longer than 100 years. And over that time, Inflation has pushed the price of everything up and it's certainly pushed the price of things that have become more valuable up. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that 100 years ago, we know that CSL wasn't doing things as good as they could do at this you know, in no. 2022. As a, as a consequence, they've improved the way they do things over that last 100 years. Yep. Uh, they've impl- improved their products, they've improved their technology. Um, they've put money that they've made from profits made in previous years back into themselves, mm-hmm. a la the retained earnings, and grown their company each and every year. Now, just have a look at some of their key metrics. So, And this is from their 2021 uh, uh, financials, mm-hmm. which are available on their, co- uh, on their company web- website. So... Um, their earnings per share in US dollars. So in in 2016-17, uh, 
it was two dollars ninety four per share. So this is basically what they've actually earned. This is the profit. So earnings profit. is another word for profit. for profits. Yeah, yeah. Interchangeable words. So per share, yeah, um, they basically just take the yeah the total the, profit, the total profit divided, divided by the number of shares. shares. Yep. Uh, it's grown from two dollars ninety four to three dollars eighty two the following year to four dollars twenty four to four dollars sixty three to finally. Five dollars seventy-two. Sorry, five dollars twenty-two mm-hmm. per share in 2020-21. Now, um, consider that for a minute. 2016-17, two dollars ninety-four. Let's call it three dollars per share. Two dollars twenty to twenty. Uh, sorry, 2020-21. Mm, over five dollars per share. Yeah. So they've increased their profitability. Yeah. Considerably over that period of time. Yeah. So I, I think. So I'd, I'd actually take a step back from that. And you go, there is only one way that they can be making that much more in profit per share is that the value that they are adding. So, so I guess to absolutely your thing is that they are they are they are that much more valuable to the consumer who is buying that end product. Yep. Which which drives that earnings metric, which means that they are they are making that much more in profit because they're adding that much more in value. So from the profits they make from 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, so on, so on. What they've done with a lot of those profits is plowed that back into their own company and um, done things better or added new products uh, or, uh, to, to, the, to their offering mm-hmm. um, uh, or bought other companies. That's the other thing that, that, yeah. that, that, that good quality companies often do is, is, is buy out a competitor yeah. uh, or, or buy... <coughs> Or buy uh, another company that's very aligned with them that can add more value. But the mere fact of doing that means that that that's one way that their profits grow every year um, by those retained earnings. Go back to Woolworths for a moment. Five supermarkets in 1925, 2022, over 1,000 supermarkets. So how did they get from five to over 1,000? Um, retained earnings yep. is, is one of those things. So they made a profit from yep. five supermarkets, put that profit back into the company, opened another two to get to seven. Yep. They got to 10. They kept going. They made yes. a bigger profit. They played yep. that back in. Um, yeah, it takes time, but yep. over, uh, yeah, 100 years later, yep. they, they, they now have over 1,000 supermarkets. So, so um, all of the good quality companies continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And as a as a consequence of those of of, of the value add, yep. leading to the profits, leading to retaining some of those profits and growing the business, and the cost of everything going up over time, um, their profits continue to rise and rise and rise. Um, now, what does profit translate into? <laughs> it translates into share price. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's as simple as that. If I have shares in CSL and for each share um, they're making a profit of $2.94 and a mere five years later for each share that I own, they're making a profit of $5.22, yeah. the share price has only got one way to go yeah. and that's up. Yep. Now, it doesn't mean that it'll go up every right. single day or every and, single month or every single year. It doesn't mean that that share price has grown in a nice, neat, no. Even line either. There, there will have been, if you look back at that share price, it will have fluctuated mm. wildly. But when you look at it as a as a yearly thing, 
I think it removes that whole concept. If you look at it as a bar chart versus a line chart, you can see that, okay, I was making $3 of profit per share, now I'm making $5. It has to be more valuable. It has to be worth more money. My share of that business has to be worth more money. It's not... It's not a squiggly line. It's it's just simple economics. Absolutely. Look, the other thing, when we talk about retained earnings, with Woolworths, it's a simple example. They needed to get from five supermarkets to yeah. a 1,000. So they ploughed money back in and it went into bricks and mortar effectively like yeah. to, to, to more supermarkets. With a company like CSL or a technology company or something like that, it's, it's, it's ploughed back a lot of the time into research and development. Yes. So... 2016-17, uh, the research and development spent was $667 um, million US. Yeah. So, fast forward to 2020-21, it was just over $1 billion US that they put into research and development. Yeah. Do you think they have done things yeah. better yeah. over that period of time or worse by putting, um, and here's the figures, yeah. $667 million into research and development, followed by seven hundred and two million the following year, yeah. followed by eight hundred and thirty two million the following year, followed by nine hundred and twenty two million the following year, followed by one billion in two thousand and twenty one uh twenty twenty one. Do you think they've done things more efficiently and, and offered better products well, and, and new products that's, that's and all thing, those types of the things? Great phrase there that, that value add. Look, if you've spent that much money on trying to develop better products that has to be a more valuable thing to the consumer. Mm. If, if you've spent that amount of money on developing new products or you know, making your existing products better or whatever the case may be there, that has to be more valuable to the consumer, which has to then flow through to, mm. to increased earnings or increased profits. And again, are we saying put all your money into CSL? Absolutely not. So, so we, we, we just wanted to highlight the way that companies work. So, that the, so, so doing that... Um, I'll stand here and argue with anyone, yeah. including no, I won't. I won't pick a fight with ASIC, but, <laughs> but 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 I'll argue with anyone that fundamentally their share price yeah. cannot keep growing. Yeah. It it it, it can it, keep growing into perpetuity. Well, there, there's no limit. I think there's, there's no limit. There's no. It's not as though their share price was at a point five years ago, and now it's it's gone up by fifty percent. Yes. It's not magic. It's, it's not it's magic. Their earnings per share have gone up by that amount. You're, yep. The business is that much more profitable. Um, I think a couple of thoughts as as you ran through this, Michael. Firstly, that makes it that that's a. I think we. It's hard to see that in a in a um, um, in a big business like a CSL or a Woolworths, even for mm. example. I was just thinking about the example of. Uh, a friend of mine has got an electrical business yep. that, that he started two, three years ago now. Yep. And like many of these businesses, it started with him and a ute. Mm. And so his, what's happened is in that first year, he made, he, you know, if he took his wages into account, he, he probably made a little bit of profit on top of what he would have mm. made on, uh, you know, just on pure wages. He then used that money to build up a bit of a bankroll and then he's put on an apprentice. And mm. then... Yeah, so the apprentice has actually allowed him to increase revenue, which has increased his profit a little bit in that year, which has led him to buy another ute, which he's then mm. got a tradesman, another tradesman in. So what he's done is, and so this this guy was just putting solar on my roof three mm. days ago, and so he's my guy too. He's my, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting renovations done right now, and, and the man that you're talking about yeah, is, is, my is, is my guy. There, uh, no he's, he's, he's in he's in my place. There's no magic to this. You, you go. <laughs> I, I knew that I needed solar on my roof, 
Yeah. I, I'm not going to put... I don't... I could go and buy the solar panels. Yep. I, I guess I could. I wouldn't even know where to start. I don't know what yeah. I need. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to put them on. I don't know how to interact with Ergon to do all those yep. sort of things. He he is going to buy solar panels for, I'm guessing, $6,000. He's going to spend $2,000 on, on labor and on, you know... Mm the overheads of his business to, put, to get his guys there for two days to put it on mm. and he's going to charge me so it's going to cost him $8,000 he's going to charge me $12,000 I'm guessing I have yeah. no idea but yep. so there's that value add component in the small scale like I'm, there's no I now have solar on my roof which I didn't have and yep. I'm, I'm willing to pay $12,000 to have that solar meanwhile he'll probably send me a bill for fifteen, and then I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> kick and scream and so I've already recorded a podcast about it but so there's, there's value added there I'm happy to pay that because there's value added, he, he's made four thousand dollars profit on that job. Yep. Yeah. And if he does that across the whole organization for the year, again, to use simple terms, he yep. might turn over a million dollars for the year mm. and his expenses for the business might be five hundred thousand. He might make mm. five hundred thousand dollars in profit. Mm. What that then allows him to do is with that five hundred thousand, he's gonna go and rent a shed somewhere that, mm. that he can store more solar panels or more electrical equipment or whatever, or buy a new machine that he can, you know, use to more easily get his bikes up onto the roof or whatever he's gonna do there. So that then the next year the value that he can add to those consumers goes up and mm. his revenue goes up and as a result his his profits go up. And he's gonna retain some of those profits. Now some of those profits he's going to take out and go and spend and, and have a fat time with and probably buy racehorses and do things like that. But <laughs> There's no magic there that if, you know, we can all, we all know the story, you know, the, the guy that starts, you know, electrician who starts with a, with a ute and himself and then ends up mm. with a business with 30 staff and, you know, mm. a, a warehouse somewhere and, you know, three people in the front office and a, someone full-time estimator and all these. On a small scale, I think we can all kind of understand that that's, there's no limit to that really to some to some degree he can no. he can go from one man and a, and, a, and a ute to 30 people in townsville and then he can open an, an office in brisbane and then he can you know he can expand across australia and you know there's really mm. no limit to his ability to provide that service across the world essentially yeah and look all, all along the way look you, you, anyone that tells you small business like uh the guy that you're describing now uh, or big business, anyone that tells you they've worked out the secret formula yeah. is lying. Yeah. So you're learning every single year. Mm. You're learning and you're fine-tuning all the time. Yeah. You've never fully worked it out. No. But going back to CSL, they're 100 years old. Yeah. But, like, do you think they're doing things better now yes. than they were 100 years ago? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, they've, like in that last 100 years, they've worked out what doesn't work to a large extent, what does work, what to focus on, what to hone. Is it flawless? Absolutely not. No. I assume some of this research and development money has gone into things that were yeah, not commercially that viable. Yes, that's right. Um, uh, look, the, the, the history books are littered with the carcasses of dead companies that, that, have, that, have, that haven't moved with the times, haven't done things efficiently. Yep. Um, look, it's not flawless. You can diversify away from that. Of course you can. Um, but we're talking collectively here. This is this is how good companies work. Good companies all have, for me, at least those first three elements, and the fourth one is out of their control. Yep. So the, the the three elements are yep. value add. So they yep. actually offer something that is of value to people. Yeah. They take raw materials mm-hmm. and um, turn them into something that's that's that that is valuable to someone, and therefore they can sell that. And that leads to number two, where they make profits, and 
profits internally to number three, which is a it's a it's a it's a um, a crucial element mm-hmm. for actually growing as a yeah. company. It's retaining some of those profits yeah. and 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 using that to 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 improve things or open new supermarkets or or uh, open new product lines and so forth. The the only other point that I have to to add to this, and, and I think we're we're ready to wrap it up, is that. There's a phrase that I hear all the time when you know when you talk about people, hey, you probably need to have a fair bit of your retirement savings invested in companies, and they go, mm, I don't know, it, it seems like it seems like gambling. Mm. When you break it down like this, so I I like investing and I like gambling. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of fun gambling. To me, this is the this is the. It, the weirdest form of gambling I've ever heard it, of. It's boring and consistent it, and predictable. It's, it's so it's such like, a it's the op, to me it's it's when people go it's like gambling they are I think that's the way that I'd say it is you know when we look talking about these numbers for CSL mm. it's a bar chart that you can track and follow over time. Mm. When people say it's like gambling, what I think they're looking at is the line graph, which is this yeah. share price going up and going down and they're looking at it over a month at a time and going it's up by 5% it's down by 10%. Mm-hmm. The the gambling component if if what you're doing when you're buying companies feels like or looks like or seems like gambling you're doing it completely wrong. You you're mm-hmm. focusing on the wrong things. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 financial advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.